It's a big dog move anytime you use someone as leverage. But when you use the Godfather, when you use Pat Riley, that is like some pretty big ball stuff. Chutzpah. Yeah. And now Dame and his camp and the Bucks have leveraged themselves using Miami and, and the Raptors to now become title favorites. Yeah. It is a wild, it's a masterclass. It was Hectic. a masterclass. Welcome to the Basketball Forever podcast. This is where we talk about the things that we don't post. I'm Nick Jungfer, head of editorial here. Joining me as always, the founder, Alex Sumsky. Mate, we finally have some news to talk about. I thought it would never happen. We waited and waited patiently. Mm. And finally, some Damian Lillard activity. Finally. After every team, other than the Bucks, but we'll get to that, was floated. Look... I, I, I don't know how else to put this other than say this was one of the greatest NBA heists. He, it was it was great. He really sold everyone on every other destination. Like obviously where the reporters get this information is from the agents and the players' broader circle. But mm. it stems from the player themselves. Dame just leaking all this like Miami stuff left, right, and center. And at the last minute, we're getting, oh, actually, Toronto are the front runners. Oh, maybe Chicago. It, it got to the point where it felt like, you know, a bit of Philly chat. It felt like everyone's name other than the Bucks is being thrown out there. Yeah. It kind of felt like Dame was playing the media like a fiddle. Yeah. I think um, it was one of those things where he obviously wanted out, right? Like that was well established. We knew this heading into the off season, mm. and then the rumor mill was in overdrive. Everyone's, you know, thought that like Lillard to Philly was like a done deal for a bit. Like that was kind of the first one of the early ones, right? Mm-hmm. Like ages ago, it was oh Philly could be the team, but then Lillard comes out and he requests a trade basically publicly, and then it was it was a two horse race. Miami and Brooklyn play with Bridges. So that was like... Because Dame said... He said that, it. On that Showtime podcast. He Out said, loud. He said Miami's the obvious one and Brooklyn's the other obvious one. Because mm, mm. he loves Bam and he loves Bridges. So he was very much setting the narrative there. So if you look at how this has played out, it is very... It, this will get studied. It is very fascinating because... Dame requests his trade, and and this is the player that was the he was the poster boy for loyalty. Mm. He was the poster boy for not playing games. He was the poster boy for just you know good. He he, he was like who you would aspire to be if you were an NBA sort of purist, right? All basketball, no bullshit. But in the end, there's so much like playing the media, mm. and it was also <laughs> very focused on getting that rap. Uh, getting his new song out, and it was all very content focused. And all of a sudden, it's I mean, kind he came prepared. Very different from the all basketball, all business Damian Lillard. Yeah, kind of everything that he was uh, famous for and and praised for. Yeah, and I mean, if we if we were to uh, if we were to like plot this on a timeline, like here's the chronology, right? So let me let me run you through from top top to bottom. And I'll show you why this gets interesting, in my opinion. Mm. So, so he was on 76's radar, mutual interest, et cetera, et cetera. This is at the, like the beginning of the year, 2023. Uh, the, the, the rumor mill is like 
swirling and it was around about the time that James Harden was talking about an exit and he was leaking his stuff as well mm. about his his departure. And then fast forward a little bit, the playoffs has, have just started. It's April 15th. And then Miami is the team to watch if Dame leaves Portland, according to uh, our good man, Winhorst. Yeah. Who... Uh, you know, as soon as he starts theorizing and conspiracy theorying, you know that like something's in the works. Oh, everyone takes notice when he brings out the the theories. Exactly. So, so, so things started to swirl. You knew that there was some validity here, and Miami is the team to watch. Miami go to the finals, which is huge. Another great run by them. Uh, and then June seventh, Dame comes out and says. Heat are the obvious choice and the Nets, right? Yeah. So then July 1, he officially demands his trade, says he wants to join Miami. That's from Watch. So it's gospel. Mm. And he was steadfast. It's Miami or bust. I'm not playing for anyone else. I'm not turning up to camp. I'm not doing anything. It's Miami. Like, get the deal done. He's leaking it to other reporters, like you said, saying, I'm not even going to show up. This is from Shams, too. If it's a non-Miami team that... Exactly. So don't even bother. Don't even bother. Yeah. Sham's reporting he will only play for Miami. Uh, Dame will only play for the Heat on, uh, by the Miami Herald. This was all beginning of July. So then it was just this back and forth for months. It was, well, you know, we, we want to do Heat. Heat's the thing. They don't have enough pieces. Then they do have enough pieces. Then uh, maybe they don't again. And then the, 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 the trail's gone cold. And then, oh, it's picked back up again. Yeah, progress made on the deal. Pro- exactly. Now, all while other teams are getting thrown in the mix now. So then outside of the Brooklyn one, which lost tons of traction, and Miami, which was getting all the traction, then there was was the Chicago Bulls. Uh, They they emerged onto the scene. Uh, And then the Toronto Raptors came onto the scene pretty aggressively. Mm. Now, this is why... This is why there was definitely something funky going on. So th- 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 this is this is the important point. It is currently now the end of September, okay? On the 16th of September, it was the Portland and Miami have made, you know, serious progress in the last like 48 to 72 hours and the the reports were that a trade was basically pending. Mm-hmm. Even insiders, people that we were speaking to, believed that the trade was going to get done in the next like week from there. Some mm. people thought that it was going to be as soon as like a couple of days. Yeah. Now this is mid September, right? Um, obviously by the twentieth of September, the Raptors were the, like the major dark horse to land Lillard, and then you know Chicago are a contender next in line after Toronto, Miami are still in play, and then really by the day before the trade. Mm-hmm. It was the Toronto Raptors are the front runners for Damian Lillard. They kind of pop up out of nowhere for the first time right before the trade goes down. Mm-hmm. And also, the Athletic reported that the Bucks trade had been in the works for. This is my point. For two weeks. This so is Toronto my point. Toronto comes up once a deal is close, but it's not with them. So think about the things that are getting leaked at this point. It yeah. is the deal's almost done with Miami, it's like 72 hours away. And then it was, uh, we're not quite getting there, but we're close. But Toronto are now a front runner. 
They've mm. got everything that they need plus more. Then it was a deal's imminent. Then so, so imminent that Shams comes out and and actually tweets that the trade's done. Yeah. Which to got, Toronto. He tweeted that. Which got immediately removed, immediately deleted Not by before Shams. before plenty of screenshots were taken, of course. Of course. Yeah. But at that point, it's like, think about what has gone on here. In the same breath, after Shams has tweeted that, the ink has just dried with the box. Yeah. So there was an all-time swindling of the public and the likes of Shams, who, mm. you know, that's like your Kobe and LeBron are like breaking news in the NBA. Yeah. Can you imagine how much Shams was panicking and how much uh, Woj was chuckling? Well, that's <laughs> it. I, I honestly think it's kind of like... And, and I said this before, it was it was sort of like, you know, Le, uh, LeBron versus Kobe final game 2016 when Kobe, he's like in the post, go, goes to work, the pump fake, the ah, ah. LeBron goes flying. And LeBron goes flying. Air swats just, you know, f- flies off the it's screen. It's exactly those vibes of the master's still the master, the student's still the student. He was getting worked. And I don't know. And, and but what's interesting is the, uh, was this the plan all along? It's it sort of seems like it was, and then in order to not like muddy the water, and 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 distract from the process, they basically just led a, a trail of breadcrumbs to teams that likely weren't even in the mix. I think that mostly because if the deal was in the works for the last two weeks, this would they they had that buttoned up at on, on a level unlike anything we've seen in a while. Like mm. the, would you, the the most recent example would probably be the covert Kawhi Clippers operation. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's the last time I can remember something to this extent where all the all sorts of teams being thrown out there, and the Clippers were never really mentioned. Suddenly, it was like, "Holy shit, he's going to the Clippers!" And so was Paul George, and it was a double bombshell that no one saw coming. And twelve hours before, it was like Lakers basically yeah. deal done. Multiple reports deal done to the Lakers, just a matter of time, expect news within the next 12 hours. And and what's interesting is in these this two-week period where they were going to work on this Bucks deal, this this is where the team, the fraudulent teams were getting traction, the, mm. the Toronto Raptors of the world. That's when they were picking up. That's when they entered into the news cycle. Mm. It was like it was like they were an obvious plant just yeah. to throw everyone off the trail, off the scent allowed them to complete the deal and at the 11th hour um the bucks get the deal that they want uh and uh the um and the and the blazers get the deal that they want for now hopefully i mean i i i'm guessing the plan is probably going to be to flip drew it holiday definitely is so you judge their trade after they've traded drew but it's also interesting to me that you know miami pat riley has that uh reputation and it's not like it's undeserved, but it's like, you know, the godfather throws the rings on the table. He mm. gets what he wants. There's a history of Miami getting stars. That was another reason to suggest Dame to Miami. It's a matter of time. Not only did the godfather not get what he wanted, but it appears he was just used as leverage this whole time. That's hectic. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a big dog move to use someone move. as it's a big dog move anytime you use someone as leverage, but when you use the Godfather, when you use Pat Riley as leverage, that is like some pretty big ball the stuff. The chutzpah. Yeah. The chutzpah. And, and now Dame 
and his camp leveraged themselves and the Bucks have leveraged themselves using Miami and and, and the Raptors to now become uh, title favorites. Yeah. It's it is a wild it was it's a masterclass. It was Tactic. a masterclass. Yeah. You know what's funny as well is uh it's well known that Dame's really close with Chris Haynes mm-hmm. and Mark Spears. Mm. Um there's there was even they're so close that there was even a time where Dame tweeted out Dame broke the news like uh Chris Haynes has signed a deal with uh I can't remember if he was going from Yahoo to mm. Bleacher or TNT or something. Um, so they're clearly tight, does podcasts with them all the time. Even those reporters that he's most tight with, Mark Spears was the one coming out with the Toronto thing. Yeah. I think it came from two sources, but he was the bigger name to come out with that. Yeah. So he's even swindling his closest powers in the media. I, I think that the events that led up to it too, it's like there were hints. There was hints all along from both Giannis and Dame. Yeah. There's, there's a long, you mentioned breadcrumbs. Yeah. You can follow those breadcrumbs a long way back. Just lay the timeline out. Well, yeah, because obviously some have surfaced um, on Twitter and you see some here and there, but when you look at the entire timeline, it's kind of crazy. So Dame replied to a fan on Twitter. They're saying, who do you want to play with? He just says Giannis. Full stop, that's it. Uh, there's also a separate fan who tweeted, who Dame responded to via the, this um, GQ video that he did. Mm. Once again, he says, Giannis, that's the guy I yeah. want to play with to carry me to a chip or to not to carry me, to help me win a chip. If you were to pick a player that would help you win a championship, who would you pick? I would pick Giannis. I hope he would get to play with Giannis at some point. Those two would be a very, very nice combo. I mean, I would say just the, the dominance, you know, somebody that's, you know, going to get to the rim. He's a good playmaker, a good defender, disruptive. And his the way he plays complements the way I play. I would bring something to the table that complements what he does and vice versa. Seamless. Then, you know, he made sure to congrats. And again, this is nothing on its own in a vacuum, but he made sure to congratulate Giannis when he signed his deal with the Bucks, and everyone's speculating, you know, Dame, paying respects to Giannis because he's staying loyal, staying with a small town, smooth, oh, a small, small town. market team. Um, and then you look at the other side, there's a lot more than that um, with Giannis complimenting Dame, constantly sort of just putting it out into the universe. Mm. I'm a big Dame fan and obviously Milwaukee front office is hanging off every word. So if you want to look through everything that Giannis has had to say about Dame or even just not words but actual actions like how about when he drafted dame uh first straight up in the all-star yeah game he he like reached for him and it was he (laughs) it was a big reach my first pick gonna be damien lillard (laughs) Giannis has changed this weekend (laughs) i think so too you know he always talk about loyalty and being loyal i know who my team is right so I knew for sure his first pick was going to be Drew. So I don't know what's going on with Giannis. Okay, okay. So LeBron's oh, thinking that Giannis wow, was going to reach is going to reach for Drew because he's the teammate. Mm. But he reaches for he's like, sorry, Drew, you're my boy, but I've actually got my eyes on a bigger prize. I I, I honestly feel like the writing was on the wall. I, I think this was honestly They're sending in the play. signals for the past few years. And the thing is, each one seems so minor. And innocent and innocuous in isolation. 
but it's when you connect all the pieces and you run through the entire timeline. And Giannis was just frothing over. He was fawning over Dame mm. uh, at All-Star Weekend. He had that quote that the Bucks posted on their Twitter after the deal was announced where Giannis is saying, when you've got Dame on your team, uh, he's going to close the game out. Um, so he was just very much making it known, big fan of Dame. Um, even today, uh, or, you know, even recently, Chris Haynes had a tweet saying, such a funny random scoop, but he basically said Giannis is in this uh, barbershop <laughs> in Fresno, uh, where I think his wife's from there or something. But mm. um, and he even reports that there was chat in the barbershop about, you know, everyone saying Giannis, who do you want to play with? And he's saying Damien Lillard. It just, it's always the first name, Dame, Dame, Yas, Dame. It's always Giannis is the first name out of his mouth. And there's even more. Um, he's been pushing for it for a while here. Um, there was another quote where he says Damian Lillard can score whenever he wants. He's a big time player. The, the, the Dame praise goes on and on and on. There's kind of an endless list. I think that there's no world in which this wasn't orchestrated. I really, and, and I also think that this is, again, I'm a big advocate for these. This signaling that happens matters. It's mm. like you, you pay attention to it. People like poo poo, and they're like, he's just giving praise to a player that he likes. No, and NBA yet, players, not all of them, but so many of them, like LeBron loves to just throw I mean, it out into the universe that I'm a big fan of this guy. They love this passive aggressive, indirect, uh, cryptic shit. It is, it act, and. The, the idea that it doesn't result in like momentum, greasing the wheels, future deals. Uh, it, all the way back to like forever. Um, a, uh, a decade ago when LeBron goes during the draft and he tweets, hmm, love this Shabazz Napier guy. Oh, sorry. He tweeted that during March Madness. Mm. The Heat draft Shabazz. Yeah. Um, like it, you see it all the time. It is it is so common. And, and people love to be like, oh, you. You're just speculating. You're reaching. You're so desperate. Like even when we were posting about Giannis and mm. and and Lillard, you know, back like a year ago when we did like the, you know our first graphic of them together, you know, people just thought that it was crazy at the time. And it's like all of these little breadcrumbs. These things matter. Pay attention to them. Yeah. Because this is laying the foundation for a future deal. And. And, and it also goes to show that just because a team's not in the mix in the rumor mill, you have no idea if they're about to come in, swoop at the last minute for, you know, a deal of the century. Yeah, and you just can't, uh, for sure, even from Woj or Shams, you can't be positive. Do you remember um, Woj saying up until the last minute, uh, the Harden, you know, everyone thought, like Windhorst was saying, this Harden to Philly thing really has legs and Woj is shutting it down, shutting it down. And he does go there, so you mm. can't even trust what the the no the goat says. That what what Woj says. There's only because that's the thing they're getting it from the agents. The agents have an agenda. We you cannot be sure because people say to us like, oh, but Woj said this, yeah, and it's like that doesn't unless Woj says that it's not true. It has to be Woj but, or Shams, and I'm like, well, Shams tweeted an incorrect thing that he had to delete, and Woj has been wrong about a million times. So yeah, like Woj has. It's not like. He didn't. He hasn't pulled a full blown shams, or he's actually tweeted out the wrong. He, he has. Oh well, sorry. He has done that he's once done or that. twice. I remember um, when he he conned everyone on Buddy Hill to the Lakers, and he had yeah. to amend it. Oh, but what I meant is he hasn't. Woj is not going to be like deal done, and it's wrong. If he says deal, he did. He did deal done, and it is was. Is that wrong. what the Buddy one was? Yes, because I can and, definitely. And, and, think- and let me just say one more thing. What about when 
he was the one that reported that Lamelo Ball had bought the Hawks. Oh yeah, and that wasn't true at all. No, it didn't even happen. No. It wasn't even close to happening. Yeah, like yeah. The, it happens. These guys can get swindled. They yeah. can get conned by by mm. the agents. The uh, the people that control the narrative are the camps themselves. Right. If they're smart on the ball, they can get anything going, and they can change the market. They can literally completely affect the market. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, also, what did you think of um, Jimmy Butler uh, and his his tampering video? He's got to be salty. He's fucking. He's got to be. It's mad. so funny to me that um, unless you think that it was purely, uh, you know, tongue in cheek, but I can't imagine that there's no saltiness going on. Oh, there in the, is in the aftermath of it all. But so funny to like that the Miami anyone from Miami would be mad about tampering or saying that you know you guys uh are trying to steal a player away like that's what miami does that's true that's what they've always done that's true they can't speak can they like come on yeah but i think um no i i i do think that it's like jimmy knew something was up jimmy realized jimmy realized that they got played yeah um it was uh it was it was a big big chess move and that was that's what's happened now. It's just four day chess. Now, before we get into whether this is actually a good idea for the Bucks, just a quick word from our friends at NordVPN. Made our good friends, our increasingly good friends at NordVPN. Um, last week, I really tried to bring the heat during that segment. You said you were going to top me this week, so I have something better. <laughs> what have you got? So, <laughs> I was trying to think how. You know what are now the relevant uses for Nord in my life? Mm. And everyone needs a good VPN. You are the one that has the Nord history, mm. and you gate kept your stories. Me and Nord go way back, which is fine. That's fine. And I had to like scrounge around and give you a real world scenario for traveling overseas with streaming services. Yeah, let me do you one better. Do you ever shop online, Nick? <laughs> Occasionally. Let me tell you something. With NordVPN, okay, if you want to go, and I know everyone listening will will test this out and has tried this in the past. Mm. You want to go buy NBA League Pass? Here, what do you pay? A lot, like 150, 200 maybe. If you're lucky, if you want to get the full expanse, if you want to get everything. Maybe 300, I don't know. It's basically 300. Yeah. Of course, thanks to NordVPN, you can buy it from India. I was about to say, I have a feeling. It's Checkmate. Got, yeah. Then I'm spending 10 bucks, 15, <laughs> $15. Bit of Kazakhstan league pass. Yeah, and it, and it works just fine. Sign, I mean, sign me up. Uh, I don't know if we're allowed to say that, but it is excellent. <laughs> yeah, that. it's excellent for that. Look, we're, we're building our relationship with Nord and we're that's for killing our purposes. relationship with the NBA. Research purposes there. Yeah, we're not suggesting you do that, Don't, but if you happen to try, let us I'm know I'm just how saying you for online, you know, shopping in general, um, you know, you'll be able to likely find better prices by testing different regions mm. for lots of products. Um, so, you know, that's all I'll. That's all I'll say there. You know, it's uh, it's what I won't worth tell it. you to do. I will not say to go onto this website and look from there. Absolutely, do not. I think you should. Up. I think you should avoid price discrimination mm. where possible. Um, <laughs> it's the same product. 
And, you know, if it costs less in another country, thanks to NordVPN, then so be it. So clearly some great ways to integrate NordVPN. Clearly. To your daily life, your daily MBA viewing. Mm. So make sure you get an exclusive NordVPN deal with us at nordvpn.com slash basketball forever. It's risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. So should the Bucks have actually... I, th- I think it's I think it's an interesting one because they, my personal opinion, and I've been wrong plenty of times, but I think that they got worse. Uh, Damian Lillard, you can make the argument, is he's overrated. Now, all of this is going to be very unpopular. I know, but you can honestly make the argument that Damian Lillard's a very overrated player, but someone that we know is 150% underrated is Drew Holiday. Oh, and, he and is. What he does on both ends of the floor, but particularly on the defensive end. I mean, he was one of the key anchors for for the Bucks, you know, being such a good team defensively. Like Giannis is obviously a great defensive player, and then you've got Brooke Lopez. But Drew Holiday was a big part of that. I, I think you lose I, I, I wonder if the it was a net positive overall getting rid of what he provided on the offensive end and defensive end versus what you just get on the offensive end from Lillard. Um, so I, I'm unsure about where that leaves them. Um, I don't know if they got better. Um, I and I think that uh, I think that the, the sorry the the Blazers just needed to do something um, mm. because you know their backs were up against the wall and they just needed to hit the reset. But um, I don't know. I don't know where that where that leaves them, honestly. Well, Drew Middleton, Giannis, that was a championship formula. They won in twenty twenty one. Yeah, and then they don't give it much time at all before they get rid of their coach, mm-hmm. um, and now they're getting rid of Drew. I understand the pressure from Giannis is making all this noise about if there's a better situation for me, then I'll take it. But that was so part that, of his plan. Yeah, so he really pressured the Bucks to make a big splashy move. Mm. Um, but the big splashy move is not always the right move. We know that what they had could win a title. And then yeah. it also hurts that they got embarrassed by the heat last year. Mm-hmm. They didn't repeat in 2022, but Middleton got hurt. So you couldn't really expect them to. Mm. I sort of felt like they didn't give it very long mm. before they just blew up a team, uh, a nucleus that, that won a title. And I do think Drew Holiday is the epitome of a player who's under does so many things that go unnoticed underappreciated mm. um and his biggest advocates will talk about his his defense and mm. rightly so but he also it's amazing how often he makes the right decision on offense as well with the ball in his hands he's an incredible decision maker um so i'm a little bit skeptical too i do think like the of course a dame Giannis pick and roll yeah. is terrifying mm. but you lose so much defensively. Um, Pat Bev said it. Like, Drew's actually a big loss, and don't discount that. Some people are going to flame him for that. But I actually think there's – I disagree with Pat Bev a lot, but I actually think that's a great call. Yeah, I, I'm not uh, – I have followed Drew very closely, particularly his last couple of years. Mm. Um, I've also had him on my fantasy team in back-to-back seasons. Yeah, I'm a New Orleans man, and I loved Drew and was – Devastated when he left. Yeah, he's uh so I, I definitely recognize the big loss and I and I honestly don't know if Dame feels that. Um I think I think the Bucks will will struggle. Uh, and I think Dame's got a lot of pressure now. 
like tons, because he's always had that. Lo- he can always play the loyalty card, right? That that's that's his get out of jail free. Yeah, for 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 mediocre performances uh, from a team perspective, not being able to take your team very far, not being able to achieve anything meaningful in the playoffs, even not being able to have a good regular season. Yeah, or, or not even play well yourself. All of these things, his get out of jail free card was, oh, I'm loyal. I'm loyal. Yeah. Now you put yourself and it's- on a contender where not just a contender, but the favorites now, the title favorites, you not achieving now is an incredible blemish on your career and your legacy. It really is. It's such a cliche, the championship or bust thing, but what's more championship or bust really than this for Dame's legacy? At the very least, the finals, I feel, because- not making the finals now is a huge disappointment. Even that it's it's basically I will give you a pass if you get to the Eastern Conference. But a first or second round exit for this team is an abysmal failure. Oh yeah, that would be catastrophic. And I've seen um a lot of commentary out there saying, Don't worry, man, now that Dame's, you know, got superstar teammates, he's clutch and he's gonna come through. But I've never seen not never seen, but there is a huge gap between this idea that a Dame, you know, it's that whole Dame time narrative, right? And of course he's hit big shots and that's where that's come from. But we've talked about previously the huge drop-off in two playoffs in particular, I think from memory 2018 and 2020, Mm. he's averaging like 10 points a game less in the playoffs. So that's so at odds with the whole narrative around, um, the Dame is going to is going to come through in the playoffs. Yeah, There's, he's come through at the end of particular games, but mm. just showing up in the playoffs, there was some major disappointments, and he was always able to just say, "Well, my teammates aren't that good." Yeah, but I would have still loved to not have that ten points a game drop off in the playoffs. Yeah, like a third of his scoring just disappears. Like I just think that you know it made his game look so one dimensional, and you know I, I I don't want to bang on about it. If people that are interested. Go back and listen to the episode on uh, we don't on how we don't want to give Dame his flowers. Uh, well, not yet, at least, because of course we will. If no, if no, no, no I'm saying listen to, listen to that episode. Yeah, but back then we felt it it was kind of like making the point. He thinks he's not getting his flowers, and he's getting too many for what he's actually achieved. Exactly, but now yeah. now he's in a much worse position, much worse position, pressure wise, pressure wise. Yeah, and so a failure here would mean that now you get even less flowers than you weren't getting then. It's yeah. it's it's this is this is red zone stuff. It's it, like panic stations. It's all or nothing. Wins a title, he's one of those guys that's got a ring, his legacy's cemented. Also, cemented mm-hmm. or else catastrophe if he never gets a ring with this yes. team. So really is all or nothing for Dame now. Makes yeah. this season even more interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm Dying for the season to start, obviously now, especially. Yeah. Right, it's right around the corner, and and, and you know, I, I have to take my hat off to everyone on Damian Lillard's side. It, you have played everyone like a fiddle. You pulled off, you know, uh, an incredible deal at the eleventh hour. Uh, you pulled the wool over everyone's eyes, and um, you made a fool of Shams. You. Um, you, know, you kind of made a fool of everyone, and then and then you know Dame and, and Giannis basically laying the foundation for this trade, um, months and in some case in almost like a year in advance, essentially the made, whole thing hiding in plain sight. It was uh, yeah, it was masterful. Well done. Mm. Um, so let us know what you think. As always, I'm sure we'll get a bit of a roasting uh, for this because that 
I mean, hats off to Dame from a PR standpoint, right? Because they've really put it out there that he's clutch, Dame time, all the rest of it. There are some very inconvenient stats, as I've mentioned, that don't back that up. Mm. Um, and because that PR job has worked so well, I'm sure that's going to result in plenty of backlash. Dame is incredible, but I'm just saying there's some numbers and some you, things he's got to overcome when he does that. We'll give him his flowers. You can't dine out on the game winner on Paul George for the rest of your life. No. So it's time to do something. I think he could, but we're just going off what we've seen so far. We'll see. We'll see. So let us know what you think in the comments, and we'll catch you guys again next week. Listener.